Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now your host, Ace. Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. We got Ace and Ant this week. How y'all doing? What's up? All right. So we were talking about what my pops was telling me about San Francisco. He's been calling it since week, I think I asked him as early as like week seven or eight this year. He said San Francisco, and he said maybe Baltimore. He was right about the maybe. Baltimore did not make it. Unfortunately, they lost. The magical reps strike again. You know, it really did seem like that. That that whole and, and I said in the last week's episode too. I did yes. say the referees. <laughs> yes, but I did say he likes to call a lot of false starts and holding calls. And my man hit Kansas City with three of them in a row. And you know what it pointed out? Joey Bosa said this today too. Kansas City's line holds a lot, and they really do. Of course, that's why they don't give up any sacks. It's not that they're actually good. They get no, away with right. a lot of holding. I'm telling you, it's the superstar treatment. That's all it is. You know, we well, look, they look the other way. They don't actually want them hitting Mahomes. So that's the weird part. It's like, so how do you let that happen in the Super Bowl? Because Bosa is going to put them under pressure, especially when you got Armstead and um, Chase Young. But we're not going to get into the games just yet. That is where I think San Francisco has an advantage. I'm going to tease that's that next week. next week. What I'm talking about now is he was saying Brock Purdy is very reminiscent of Joe Montana. In that, I wasn't we're not old enough to remember when Joe Montana came into the league. By the time I remember paying attention to football, he was already that dude. Like, he had won, like, three Super Bowls already. He's not the first person that said that. I heard somebody said that before. What? They, um, Brock Purdy's like Joe Montana. What was he trying to explain to me was the fact that Montana's not this great physical athlete. Like, if you see him in person, he's six foot one and a half, and he weighs, like, 210 pounds. He's built kind of like Brock Purdy. He just went to Notre Dame instead of Iowa State. So I guess he was better in college or thought of better in college. Right. And that miracle throw that he threw in the catch in 1981, they, he was playing like trash that entire game, is what basically <laughs> people were saying. Like, but that's all people can remember him for. But they remember that he won. Right. They don't remember that he sucked up until then, and then he found Dwight Clark in the back of the end zone, and now all we remember is Dwight Clark in the back of the end zone. So Purdy was playing like trash for most of that game against Detroit. And then he comes up at the end of the game and throws some really good passes. And next thing you know, they're going to the Super Bowl. So it's not a team of destiny thing, but like it's he's doing enough. And those runs is what killed me. I haven't seen this man run all season. (laughs) And he has 50 yards in the NFC championship game. That's crazy. You know why he ran like that, right? He needed to get paid because, you know, he's too busy rooming in with his um, roommate, whatever. He needs to get paid. <laughs> he needs to get to that Super Bowl, need that Super Bowl check. Yes, he does. I hope he's getting some bonus checks. So you get Rents do. Apartment. Yo, isn't, but it also says a lot about how cra- how crazy expensive it is to live in Northern California as well. Man, yeah, that's crazy. That's, that, on a side note on this, that's, yes. that's really bad about San, San Francisco right there. Uh, 49ers, I should say. They're yeah. going to still keep this guy underneath that BS contract. And he's living in San Francisco. They know they ain't going well for stories. I know management knows this, that he's sharing a room. You have your franchise quarterback. He's basically their franchise quarterback sharing a room with another player. Well, hey, I don't, anybody, rookies rookies are coming in making more than him. The Italian Stallion and uh, Tommy DeVito for the Giants was, you know, standing home with his parents. Like, this contract ain't guaranteed just yet, you know? like, And he didn't finish the season, so... I just think it's just wrong. <laughs> it's just I hear you. He should get paid. Purdy is Brock Purdy has won like twenty something games in the NFL. Like he's he's won as many games. He's won more games in his first 
two seasons than Sam Darnold has. Sam yeah, Darnold making more than him. Yeah, Sam Darnold is coming off of, you know, he sucked. He got basically his contract over and he's making this. This is Sam Darnold's second contract. He's making more than him. Then you also have Trey Lance that you knew that already that, you know, Trey Lance was the guy. So you traded him off away. Yeah. Use that money to, you know, pay this man. Come on now. <laughs> I agree with Give you. At least close to a rookie contract for this year. They need to. I don't, you, you know what the weird part is? This is this is why it hurts veterans in the NFL. If they don't um, up the contracts for the rookies to at least meet what the minimum contract is for veterans, there's no reason to keep the veterans around. You're just going to keep replacing them with younger and younger players. Yep. So for the for the for the NFL union, right? What they should need to negotiate is a higher pay floor for rookie contracts. Just saying, the, don't make them too. The reason they got the, NFL, the um the veterans around most of these teams is basically just to um train these rookies a little bit to get into the um groove of things. After that, they get rid of them. They bury the veterans and they get rid of them. Perfect example. Yes. I can use my Jets for this. Perfect example. That, wait, do you see what happened to Carl Lawson? No. Yeah, that's that's what happened. He just disappeared off. Of, he didn't play this whole season. All of a sudden, they started playing these other guys and stuff like that. Carl Lawson is injury free, but he's sitting on the bench. Right now, he's making a lot of money because the Jets signed him before when he was with um Cincinnati. But mm. I wouldn't be surprised they cut him this year, obviously, to save all those millions of dollars because you got these rookies and these contracts. I bet you I know I know two teams that he's probably going to end up on. And I know one of them right now, which is the Rams, because they need a pass rusher and they got some salary cap space. Well, he needs a proven deal, so they could easily slide him right in. Well, he could also end up on the Bears because they got nine million to spend because um. And Gakwe, who they signed, did not pan out, but they still got Montez Sweat on the other side. So they get somebody else that could that could work. That definitely work. I know he's not going to try to sign it with any team that has any young players because it'll be the same situation all over again. Where he just did for one year, training yeah. a new guy, then he, he has they got to send they're going to send one on his merry way again. I would be. I want to. You know what? I hope one of these players' podcasts talk about like what is it like just moving every single year to get go get this check because I'm looking at um. What's his name? Uh, first overall pick. He was on the Ravens this year. Davion Clowney. It seems that's what his career has become. He's like, right. when you need me to show up, twelve million. All right, I'll it's be there week one. And it's like, how do you? He waits like till the end of the year too, right? He he'll, he'll no. He was there like week one or two. Like he's been with them the whole season, but I don't think he was there in training Actually, camp. I'm mixing him up. With, I was mixing in his um. His standards with um, what's the name that deep, deep um, the defensive tackle that was with the Lions in the beginning? He was oh, drafted by the I got Yeah. Um, um, Sue Dominic and Sue. And Dominic and Sue was the, the mercenary, but for some reason nobody quite got him this year. But he was waiting for the last minute to get on to some team. But he was doing it almost every year. I mean, that super team that he was on in Tampa Bay, it did work. So right. I don't understand why they don't want to do that more. But yeah, that was my 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 dad was telling me about Brock Purdy and why San Francisco was going to go to the Super Bowl, and he predicted it. I'll give him credit for calling San Francisco. He just right. didn't think that Kansas City would get the offense right, and yeah, they broke down. For whatever reason, the Ravens didn't run the ball, and they kept passing, and that's why they lost. I want to I want to say my take to Malik shows up maybe this week or maybe next week or whatever. But okay. um, I really quite I know he has a different opinion, especially with the Lions or whatever. But I'm just gonna say my take on that. I think they kind of choked the game, in my opinion. Why do you think they choked the game away? Why do you feel that way? They should have been kicking those field goals. Are you serious? It's just that they should have kicked the field goals. Yes, those field goals. If they kicked the field goals, they would have won the game. But he was being aggressive all year. Yes, I know it works all year, but there's there's sometimes where you have to. 
you know, just like the old school song, whatever, the old school cowboy song, you gotta know when to hold them, when to fold them. That's what he got, you gotta do. You don't gotta know. No, this is the this is this is the championship game. Like I know you've been aggressive all year. Change it up because everybody knows your mentality. They they quite San Francisco knows his mentality already. If he were to kick those field goals in the long run, they would actually won the game. Yeah. I hear but, you on that. I, but think. I know Malik has a different opinion on it, especially with quite just like you said that um yeah they've been doing it all season. I want to quite see if he more of a, a quite can explain more of it and he agrees with it on it. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. The only time I didn't think he should have kicked the field goal was actually right before the half. Right. I thought he should have went for it there because I thought they were on, like, the four-yard line. And I was like, what's the worst? Yeah, that part I understand. They don't still score? Up. I understand that they were still up. But the thing is that there is a thing called momentum. And, you know, you ask players in the league, they actually believe that. They actually know yes. the momentum changes and things happen. And that's what happened in the second half. Momentum change. San Francisco came back. I think they just weren't able to stop uh, Debo. And once that happened, it was over. In the yeah, second half, true. that touchdown that he had, like once he got that TD, I was like, oh, okay, they're coming back. And I just slowly saw it slipping away. There's And their linebackers are good, but they don't, they seem a bit undersized. Like they cannot stop the run. But I give Detroit a lot of credit for even getting that far because to be completely honest, and we didn't think, even even when they were leading the NFC North, I didn't think right. it would be an NFC championship game. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They're they basically playing with house money right there. Yeah, like but, people are people are only upset because they were up by so much and then they supposedly blew the game. It's like they weren't even supposed to be here. I'm so, a little afraid for them right now because I was, as quite my quite, as you know, being a fan with the Bears, it's kind of hard to come back again. Yes. After this, once, especially once you lose, whatever. Also, yeah. you, the team start getting picked apart like crazy because you went so far. You, quite right now, the Lions was lucky they kept their coaches. I, I still don't know about the um, what's the name, Aaron, um, Aaron Glenn, if he might go, but Ben Johnson is staying. If but, Aaron Glenn, I don't think Glenn's going anywhere unless he gets a head coaching job. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Oh yeah, there's no one head coach's position, so he might be, he might still stay. So he's definitely going to stay there. Yeah. But now you, you got to be worried about your players getting picked apart now. That's true. Well, yeah, that's true. They're they're going to pick up some of them, but they still got some cap space, right? Because, you know, um, golf isn't making crazy money. Golf is making, I think, somewhere in the thirties, and I know that sounds it's a lot of money for a quarterback, but the top paid quarterbacks like Lamar and Joe Burrow are making somewhere around like fifty something million, and so right. is Josh Allen. The team that's in the most, the team that they is most pressed, really, I would say, is Buffalo. Yeah, because Buffalo. Buffalo's, Buffalo's scared. I can see them falling real fast. It's yeah, because they're talking about getting rid of Diggs, and I'm like, hold on. If you get rid of him, then yeah, who's your go-to person in the passing side of the offense all year? Yeah, you can't be getting rid of Diggs if you don't have a quite like say if you didn't if they didn't draft a wide receiver, like say if they would have drafted Gary Wilson or something like that, then then I'll get rid of um Diggs because you know Gary Wilson can might not be Diggs, but you know he might be there one day. He's he's, but he's close you saw what, how Buffalo changed once they got Diggs in the first place. Buffalo wasn't this good until they got Diggs. I know. It That's actually made Josh Allen game. better, too. Right. But the thing is that quite next year, you could definitely see them falling down. It's going to be hard for the Lions. The Lions are definitely going to make the playoffs again, but it's going to be kind of hard for them to make it this far. Especially um, the Why reason I'm say? saying this is because other teams are going to get better. No, the division, but... Kirk Cousins might come back. 
also you got Green Bay. Green Bay is actually surprising. Clark got a little bit better down the down the road. They did. definitely gonna pick up next year. I think what Green Bay's problem is going to be is holding on to all of their um a lot of their guys are up for contracts on defense. The offense is still cheap. It's the defense right. they're going to have to pay for, and they're going to have to make a decision with both of their running backs, who they very much needed throughout this season, and they needed both of them. And they're going to have to cut one of them loose because they both want to get paid. It's kind of like the Jonathan Taylor situation in Indianapolis. He showed why you need to pay him $15 million. And they don't want to trade him even when the team was like, oh, we'll give you a first-round pick. Yeah, take it. And they were like, okay, okay, we'll pay you. I'm predicting this one team to make a really big, 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 big fall, and I'm going to be so happy when it happens. The Miami Dolphins. They're going to fall on they, they, they gonna fall flat real fast. Why do you say that? They they already lost their defensive co- um, coordinator. No, they fired their defensive coordinator. Yeah, they fired the wrong guy. <laughs> you don't think it was Fangio's fault? I don't think it was his fault, and I don't think he should be gone because they, they quite that defense would have definitely is definitely quite his has his fingerprints on it. I can see them falling apart, and I can see that I can see them taking a real big step back. I and think I'm gonna he, be happy about it. Bills is gonna take a step back, but definitely they're gonna take a step back. Okay. I I will say this. The the Bills are gonna take a step back because of like they were kind of a veteran team. And this team had been together for basically three years in a row trying to push to get to the Super Bowl. And there's only yeah. been so many years you can keep doing that with the same coach. I think their offensive coordinator is the reason why they lost that game. I've said it already. He didn't let them take too many shots down the field. Oh, what thing I yeah. One thing I learned on YouTube. I can't hear you right now if you're talking. I think I got this. Oh, no, no. The only thing I was going to say is that one thing right. I learned on YouTube is um somebody said that if a quarterback and coach does not make it in five years, it's basically over. So it's over for the Bills. <laughs> hmm. That's a good point. And speaking of coaches, what do you think about your guy, Bill Belichick, your most hated person in the NFL? <laughs> <laughs> the terrorized BT for the past 20 years, not getting hired. Are you surprised by that? Not really. At first, I was, would have been surprised, but I thought about it. This guy, for some, um, he's the type of coach, as you can see with Harburg, Harburg, that he has to be the guy who comes in, does the grocery shopping, and does the coaching at the same time. That's what, quite, even, if he, even if he's willing to not do that way and, you know, come into it with another GM, just mm-hmm. to give you the GM taking Bill Belichick in, you have all the pressure in the world on you to draft the, draft the way Bill Belichick wants. Yeah, but if you're, well, you don't have to draft the way Bill Belichick wants. You just have to draft the best players that are going to fit what he wants to do. Yeah, you know but the I, thing is. You know what I think is interesting, though? Okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say that quite nobody out there is going to want that. They, they're going to feel it more like a puppet. They, and they're never going to get the credit for it either. If they caught these guys start doing good, they're not going to get the credit. It's going to be all Bill Belichick. But winning a championship solves everything. So not for, not for the if not if I'm the GM because the thing is that if I want if Bill Belichick wants to retiring, and mm-hmm. then they're going to have the pressure on me talking about can he win without you know without Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick this, Bill Belichick that. Look what happened to Eric Bieniemy. He was calling plays, but nobody gave a hoot about him. He kept on saying about Andy Reid mm-hmm. this and Andy Reid that. He didn't even get interviewed for any jobs this time around, you know. Oh, he got interviewed so-called for the Washington Redskins job until, you know, they decided to stamp him back and gave it to what's the name? <laughs> like, you got a new owner. You, you bring in a new ownership, and the guy basically knows every enemy's right there. I know. He knows he's perfect for a coaching candidate, but you just decided to screw him over well, and bring in somebody else. 
I'll say this. He'll get the chance to be the offensive coordinator if he wants to stay because I don't I think it. that Dan Quinn is going to get rid of him because Dan Quinn's a defensive coach, so he needs somebody to run that offense. But that doesn't mean nothing. Look at um, all the credit. Perfect examples. Look at the Patriots right now. They actually got a new offensive coordinator, new defensive coordinator, and a new special teams coach when yeah. um, what's the name, Gerard Mayo came in. They actually yeah. announced it today. Wait, let me see if I can pull it up. He did. Yeah, you're right. Because I'm up here. I'm living up in Mass. And yeah, they did announce it on the local news. That's what the sports was talking about. That. Yeah, Jeremy okay. Springer is a special teams um, coordinator. Yeah. Alex Van Pelt is the offensive coordinator. And Demarcus Covington is the defense, defensive coordinator for the Patriots. Alex Van Pelt, the old quarterback from. Um, yep. The Minnesota Vikings. Yep. Wow. But that's the, that's the, that's they new um the new people right there, and you you had Gerard Mayo who was on Bill Belichick's staff that had yeah. Bill Belichick people around him that he knew throughout the whole year. Yeah. You didn't promote none of those guys. He just brought in his own people. He's like, all right, boom, 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 boom. Well, yeah, everybody wants their own coaches, and you know, and that's the same thing goes with, goes with the situation with um what's the name with um with Washington. They're gonna that's get rid. True. Those guys going to be gone. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to bring my own people because, you know, I don't want to get fired in the next two, three years because I have this layover guy over here. But you remember who Dan Quinn's uh, offense coordinator was in Atlanta when they went to that Super Bowl? Um, what's, what's the name from 49ers? That's right. Kyle Shanahan. So right. He tends to go with the offensive person. So if he I don't know, I think I I, I could see him and the enemy working and the enemy's won a Super Bowl as an OC before. So why not? But, but the thing is that Dan Quinn could be like, you know what? I want the 49ers offense. Because mm. that's the same thing Salah basically wanted when he first came over. He wanted the 49ers offense. And that's the reason why you got the, um, what's the name? The um, Green Bay coach's clone, clone brother. Oh, Hackett? No, 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 not Hackett. The dude before him. Um, oh, I know. Oh, what's the name of his brother? Yeah. I forgot his name. Look, Mike LaFleur or whatever. Yeah, Mike LaFleur. Yeah. I mean, that version of that offense, you need a very specific set of skills. They do have the running back for it. I'll tell you that. Right. So, uh, as long as Rodgers is healthy, I mean, they should be able to win. But the main thing that stood out to me about um, the coaching carousel, I get why I get why he didn't get hired. He wants all, all the players, but it's also an attitude thing. Bill Belichick right. runs a very military style coaching because that's where all of those guys is from who were, yeah, basically in their sixties and seventies, maybe even a little bit younger. They're not a um, nice to you kind of guy or love you up kind of coach. It's like. Do what I say when I do it, and we will win. And everybody described playing in New England as being kind of miserable, but you get to win. The thing is that with Bill Belichick, yeah. in my opinion, I didn't say this on the podcast. I wish I did a couple of weeks ago when mm. this um, coaching thing started and Bill Belichick got fired. If I was mm. basically him, I would have went to TV. I wouldn't even start the, I wouldn't even start the interview for these coaches thing. I would have went to TV and showed I actually had a personality beyond football. Beyond, I mean, beyond coaching. You know what? He's actually, from what I heard, he's actually a good a good person, whatever. Oh, he's you know, a great person. They, 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 I, don't I didn't say he was like very talkative and no yes. football and stuff like that type of thing. Like more, more of an approachable person that yeah. he sees that you see on TV. If you if you they did a segment with him, they did a whole documentary about him and Nick Saban. But if you see him breaking down the position groups of the hundred greatest NFL players of all time during the hundredth anniversary, right? And him talking about Lawrence Taylor and all the guys that are on the Giants and even early Patriots teams that have a great linebackers like Brewski and yeah, all he's of a that. big history buff. He, yeah, he's he's very personal when he's talking about that. But I'm not, you see, but that's different than him at work and him coaching. But the thing those, is that those are two very different people we're talking about here. But the thing is that you put you put him on TV for a year, yeah, 
all of a sudden, you know, his 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 value would just you know, skyrocket when he goes for the next head, head coaching position. He's more likable. Right, they're going to be looking at, yeah, he's more likable and stuff like that, and he doesn't have that New England stain on him. Because ah, it looks kind of weird that you're the greatest coach of all time. The Patriots say, you know what, we're going to move on to Gerard Mayo, who never coached in his life and never even been a coordinator. Gerard, well, if, if you think about this, yeah. Gerard Mayo is not even a coordinator. He was a, he was a positional coach. It he is got the, double promoted. It is the rarest thing. The, the last time that happened was Andy Reid. Right. Do you realize that? The last time right. that was Andy Reid, which is nuts. That's like that eons was, ago. That's before some people was, wasn't even born back then. That are There's playing a, the game right now. Old to drive. There are rookies in the NFL who were not alive when this man was hired as a head coach for the first time. Right. Which is crazy to say. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big and, – and you got Gerard Mayer doing the same thing now. But that, then, that's a big stain on you. You're supposed to be the greatest coach. You're supposed to be better he got, than every – He got Mayo the job, coaches. though. Hmm? He got Mayo the job. You're right. And I'll, and I'll also say this. It doesn't look like – listen, Jacksonville, um, he may not be long for that job, Doug Peterson. Yeah. Because it fell apart real quick this year. Well, so, I mean, yeah, he got he's going to be on a hot seat next year. I really thought if they fired Doug Peterson, they would have hired they would have hired Bill Belichick. Which you have a quarterback in place, you have good defensive players. He makes the defense better. It's an easy division, or we thought it was until you know C.J. Stroud showed up, and now you can win, and you're in the AFC, which is even better because you get to go beat your old team. I think that they're um for defensive coaches now mm-hmm. quite. This is definitely showing to, in my opinion, this is definitely showing that for these defensive coaches to be head coaches now, they got to have it on their side, uh, attached to their hips right away. That young, of course, hot shot, um, what's the name, offensive coordinator. Yeah. These guys are not going to get that job. Look at Detroit, look at um Houston, whatever, like that. They got that hot shot, young offensive coordinator, whatever, or that yeah. that off that 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 offensive mind that can you know that that definitely quite can sell to sell to the owner. Hey, we're gonna have a good offense here because. If you're going to be these old school defensive guys that is, you know, pounding ground or whatever like that, mm-hmm. these owners are not going to take you in. They don't, you know, what I find interesting is, and I, I think I said this at the beginning of the year, teams are going to have to change how they play or they're going to have to change their style because if everybody wants to play how Shanahan does with that zone blocking scheme and the reason why he's able to go, I shouldn't say get away with it, but the reason why he's able to do that is because Purdy's surrounded with so much other talent. Right. So there are like six all pro players on the San Francisco 49ers. Right. None of them are the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So what's more important? Is it really having a great quarterback or is it having a good enough quarterback? Like Brock Purdy is a top 10 quarterback. If he's eight, nine or 10, I don't think it really matters, but you just need the guy who's top 10 and then you can win. And if the rest of the, the best player on the team, the MVP on that team could be McCaffrey or it could be Debo. I would say I'm McCaffrey like, because he's been thinking? more consistent. What's up? No, no, I was going to say I might get killed for this, but I think if you take Brock Purdy off of that team and put him on, on any other team, he's not mm-hmm. top 10 quarterback. He's not? He's not. I think if you took Purdy off of that team and you put him onto Cleveland, Cleveland wins that playoff game. That's how good I think no, Brock Purdy I don't think so. Yeah, because Flacco could not move, and they were beating him up in that game. I think the, Purdy really showed me the importance of having a quarterback that can move around and being able to make the right throws. And I will say this. Yeah, that's that's cool, though, but... It's cool and all, but no, no, go ahead. Oh, okay. I, you just stopped right there. All right. Um, he'd be better than no, no. You was freezing up on me too. 
I know. I think my internet's a little messed up. He'd be better than what they had going with um, homeboy in New Orleans down there this year. He'd be better than him. That was real shaky. Oh, car? Yeah, car wasn't exactly working out right. Um, Vegas needs a quarterback. Oh, I'm so glad it just didn't get him. And the in- most interesting part to me is where all these quarterbacks who they're not so sure on. Is Arizona going to move right. on? Is Arizona going to move on from uh, uh, little man out there? You know what I well, mean, Mister Midget. <laughs> You're not using that word anymore. But uh, oh yeah, the, the gnome. Yeah, there you go. Yes, much better. <laughs> he played. He played well at the end of the season, but he is coming off a you know AC, ACL injury, and he was picked kind of because. Let, let me be more respectful, Colin Murray. Colin Murray. He was, <laughs> he was picked because of you know the head coach who was no longer with them. Who right. I don't know if he's going to get an OC job, but he might. I could see Kingsbury becoming an OC in the NFL. I, I can't see him going back. No, to he, he is. He got hired today. By who? Oh, I'm trying to remember. I know he got hired today. I saw the own thing pop up on my feed. This is what happens. Um, we don't produce the Raiders. Show. He got hired by the Raiders. the Raiders. Oh, that's very yeah, good. He's play. the new OC. Watch Kyler Murray ends up going to the Raiders. That'd be hilarious. I don't think so. According to the projections, they got them, um, what's the name, not even drafting a the quarterback. They got them drafting Marvin Harrison, which I think the Bears should be going after instead of trying to, you know, dangle um, Justin Fields away. When we get to the end of February, you can come back and you can talk about the draft and what you think about it because I think that's going to be right after the combine. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of changes going there. by then. Yeah. But we have a lot of time because I'll be talking about basketball and all of that by then because I'm going to be out for March Madness. So we're going to be covering a lot of different stuff for y'all on this podcast. We're not going to have too much betting, but I am shocked that Belichick did not get hired. I'm more shocked that Pete Carroll didn't get hired by anybody. Well, Pete Carroll's not really fired. He just they just so-called air quotes on this so-called promoted him into the office and they got the new um, head coach in there. They're trying to show him some respect because he's the greatest coach Seattle's ever had, but the defense has been kind of lacking. So they went out and got a different DC. If the he's defense all, keeps getting worse, he's the offensive he's guy. No, I thought he was the defense coordinator for. Oh no, wait, you're right. He was the offensive coordinator for a playoff team. Yeah, I remember because he used to be the Jets coach, and we kind of shipped him out real fast. Well, you know, that know was I think that 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 article about the athletic and about what the, the Jets had going on this year was not very, you know, not. Yeah, very I kind of started to believe those guys before. I thought they was, you know, being a bunch of assholes, you know, trying to come in there. But I'm starting to believe them. Yeah, they're listen. If you the reporters talk to that many people and they're like, yeah, the head coach is wild paranoid. Rogers was doing whatever he wanted, and he wants to win on his terms. And that's the main thing that Coward said. He said. The owners don't want to win at all costs. They want to win on their terms. They want to win right. with their coach, with their GM, with the players that they like. And that's not winning. And that's why most teams in the NFL don't win. And that's why the Bears don't win. But the and thing the is Jets that if you win. If, the Jets if, don't win. If you think about this though, they yeah. might be talking about this with Rodgers, but let's wind it back a couple of years with the Bucks. Brady did the same exact thing. Come on now. Brady wanted to win with Antonio Brown, who who not only screwed up with um the Raiders. He but got they traded won. to the Patriots. Wait, wait, but it wait, worked. He got tra- wait, 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 wait. He got, pay- he got not only screwed up with the Raiders, but he got traded yeah. to the Patriots, and he screwed up over there that Bill Belichick wanted him getting rid of him. But yet yeah. Tom Brady's like, yeah, I want to win my my boy that was you know, saying that I want to wear my own helmet and stuff like that and doing all this retarded <laughs> shit. And what, what happens afterwards, you know, a little bit later on down the road, Antonio Brown did that famous meme, took off his shirt in the middle of the quick jet stadium. Yes. Giant stadium, whatever you want to call it, met life, and just you know, that was his retirement celebration, just walking off with the shirt off. 
the most the best interview that anybody's done with him was on the pivot because him and Ryan Clark were on the same team. And True. seeing that interview was very interesting and seeing how he thinks about things. <laughs> it, it, it let us know a lot about homeboy's personality. He's a he's an NFL, he's a Hall of Fame talent, just not the easiest person to get along with. Actually, Tom Brady actually led him into his home. He, he, I, he lived with Tom Brady for the, for that season. I, I bet he did. And Tom's a super nice dude. And Tom's very, you know, Tom's a very nice guy. And he helped us, you know, I would say, yeah, I guess he helped his friend or he thought someone who thought was his friend get a job. And it helped them both. They both got a Super Bowl ring out of it. It's basically the same thing that Rodgers is doing. He quite, he he pulled Grok out of retirement because Grok, yeah. Grok wasn't going away. He basically pulled him out of retirement to get traded there. He pulled a couple of other people. The thing is that Aaron, the, the, the only difference is that Aaron Rodgers didn't get the chance to do that this offseason. He only got to bring in a couple of people that were still out there. But watch this offseason. Watch how Aaron Rodgers is going to be bringing other people from different teams that he knows about. Because I don't know if anybody else noticed this while they was making fun of Aaron Rodgers all season. But mm-hmm. I noticed this after even, even after he got injured. Mm. After every single game, basically you had other teams quite going there, handshaking with Rodgers and stuff like that. Yeah, it sounds like handshakes, whatever, but they actually you could tell they actually knew and was buddies with him off the field. Even Bill Belichick, the last game of the season, Bill Belichick just did the regular hand fish, um handshake to um to um, um what's his name? Salah. Yeah. And these guys actually get these guys remember in the offseason, coaches all get together and stuff like that, and they hang out. But he actually just did a handfish um shake to Salah, but he went and hugged Rogers. I mean, you Think know, maybe he's trying to send a sign. Like he knows that that's one of the greats. No, I... he he literally hugged him and talked to him for a minute. For a minute. So if you know if he's doing that, there's other there's and I seen that not only that, I seen that throughout almost every single end of the Jets game that Rogers was there. Maybe and you saw that and you saw that in the hard knocks too. If you started noticing how all these people was talking to Rodgers and stuff like that, like you know, like they was basically buddies with him or whatever, beyond beyond the own off the cameras or whatever. Yeah. Watch well, how I many off it, players coming there all of a sudden to the Jets. I'm I just going. I'm just throwing that out there. Wait, what are you throwing? Say that again. Throwing what out there? What, what's, no, what's I'm the just theory? throwing that out there. Watch how many players that's free agents yeah. that is going to be going on the market. All of a sudden, Rodgers is going to bring in. Oh, so he can have his people around him and yeah, be happy. Yeah, you're going to see his real people. Right mm-hmm. now, the only thing he could have bring is Alan Lazard, whatever, because he was just waiting out there for the whatever. And he, he had to bring an old man on, um, what's the name? I forgot the dude's name. That was Cobb. Retire. Old man, Cobb. old man wide receiver Cobb. Yeah, old man wide receiver Cobb or whatever. Yeah. That's all he could bring in because that's who was available when by the time Rodgers got traded over there. Yeah. Wait, wait till the real offseason starts this year when Rodgers is actually there in the beginning of free agency. Hmm. Then, then call, watch Colin don't say shit. Well, I'll say this. That, that's a very good point. I'm taking it back to coaching. I want BNME in Chicago. I don't think they have an OC yet. I do not hear anybody get. They hired a defense coordinator who's coming from. Really? No, they, they did. I can't remember the guy's name. He used to work under Rod Marinelli, and Rod Marinelli is the head. Is the was the Lions' offensive coach or defensive coach? And then he brought up Eberflus. So Eberflus went and hired one of the people who used to work with Rod Marinelli. I can't right. remember the defensive coach's name. But I want I want Eric Bieniemy in Chicago. If he's a hard-nosed coach who pushes people, maybe that's what Fields needs. You know what I mean? And yeah. I want Fields to be great, and I want them to use that pick, and I want them to use it on Marvin Harrison Jr. I saw that clip of Thank him you. working with that jugs machine thing. Of course. I want him. I saw that clip of him working with a jug machine. They shot the ball up in the air. He's standing next to it, and my man, it's on. It was on Twitter. 
My man runs down the field to the end zone from like the 50, catches the ball before it hits the ground. Now, I don't know how fast he is, and I don't even know how difficult that is because I can't tell how fast that ball is coming out. I think out of a jug machine, you could set at different speeds, but like 40 miles an hour, 50 miles an hour. But if it was set to like 60 or 70, that means that's almost as hard as most NFL quarterbacks can throw it. And he ran under it and caught it in the end zone, which was just by standing next to the machine, which seems super impressive. But I've never seen anybody else even try that. So I need the guy who's the best at his position on my team. I don't care if we. He's not only the, the best position, he's the best player in the draft. Come on, it really does seem like it. He is the best player in the draft. And if he's an offensive lineman, but I'd rather have him. I'm not going to lie. But, but the thing is that if, um, yeah. this is a, one thing I'm going to ask Malik next week as well. If quite when back with the Lions when they drafted Calvin Johnson, mm-hmm. would, would he would rather have Calvin Johnson or whatever um quarterback that was there at the time? Because I would definitely take Calvin Johnson. Mm. You know, yeah. That's a, and that's just think a, now, just think about just think about this now for the for your Bears though. Yeah. You got this dude as number one. You know, dang all well, he's gonna be draped off with like three three quarterback cornerbacks and safeties, and everybody gonna try to they gonna try to game plan yeah. for him. And just think your 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 other number one from last year is gonna be open like crazy. He's gonna be listed as a number two guy. He's gonna be killing them. He's gonna eat. That's true. Here he had 300 yards, and they and they yeah, and they were basically throwing most of the screen passes this year. DJ Moore went off. So and just think about this: just yeah. having those two out there alone will give so much room for Justin Fields just to work. That's true. He'll be able and to they decide a lot to less. even decide to even hold up those guys, and they basically hold those guys up. There's gonna be so much opening lanes for Justin Fields just to run. Oh Jesus Christ! You know what? That's a very good point. Oh Jackson 2.0. Come on now. Honestly, that's. That is that is my that is why I want to keep Justin Fields because I'm of the belief, and maybe I just don't know enough about ball and about schemes and about offenses systems, but I believe having a quarterback who can make all the throws and right. also is super fast is an advantage right. that you don't want to give up. So why are we so willing to trade this guy? Because he hasn't proven himself to be the best quarterback. It's like who cares? I just he hope that Joe Curry is seventy-five yards and threw three touchdowns in a game. Like no one's ever done that ever ever. The messed up thing about it is that I hope that your your um your current regime doesn't fall into this tra- this media I call this the media trap yeah. where just because they didn't draft a guy or whatever they mm-hmm. means they gotta move on and reset the contract BS f that crap you have a quarterback there already why are you gonna fall into the trap yes Caleb Williams, don't get me wrong Caleb Williams is gonna be great or whatever yeah. but get this man who can quite make a difference on your team that will make everybody else in your division scared. I don't see Green Bay stopping him. I don't see the Lions stopping this guy. I don't see the, the Vikings stopping this guy. They, think about those teams. They don't have nobody to stop. What's the name? What's the name? Marvin Harrison Jr. That's true. Because their corners are all up for contracts, and they're not going to be able to resign everybody. Even if and they, even if they draft somebody, this guy was destroying the same, the same dudes that they're going to be drafting, this guy will basically destroy them in college. Yeah, I didn't even watch none of these college games where I know that damn well he did. He really he he was most of uh, Ohio State's offense. And Ohio State somehow yeah. is another receiver right behind him who's going to be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did. Hear, I forgot the dude's name, but there's a couple of receivers. They say that this guy's like one, what, basically one A, whatever. To um, what's his name? Um, I'm about to say Calvin Johnson, Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> but um, oh, just think about Mars. this though. His pops yeah. was a damn legend in the NFL. Traders, come on, man. I know. It'd be like it Jerry Rice's son, I believe, is playing at Stanford right now. No, he transferred right. from Stanford to USC. It would be like having the opportunity to draft Jerry Rice's son after he put up numbers in college. And it's like, what are we doing here? Why are we debating this? 
Dude, I don't even watch basketball that much, but I bet you everybody's trying to clamoring over LeBron's son. Honestly, he's balling out in USC. USC is just sorry as a team overall. Like, they don't have enough. People always say killers. What they mean by that is they don't have enough Michael Jordan and Kobe types that are just going to go out there and be like, I'm dropping 30 on you tonight, every night. There's nothing you can do about it. And in college, there's a lot of guys that can usually do that. Like, Jimmer Fredette was giving people 40, 40 pieces and at BYU. But- and USC but just think about this, though. Yeah. I'm going to translate this to NBA terms, and I haven't—I barely watch the NBA. I'm going to just transfer this to NBA terms. If the number one team, whatever, needed X type player, whatever, like whatever yeah. X player that in the position they needed, and he was the quite the old so-called best. There was a so-called best position. This is the um Caleb Williams guy type mm-hmm. of guy in the NBA that was there. Would he? Would they draft that the X? That NBA team draft him over LeBron James' son? Mm. You see them passing LeBron James' son for him. I mean, because they say NBA is positionless, but basically what you're saying is if Cal- if Caleb Williams is a six, you know, a six six uh, shooting guard, and he's supposed to right. be second coming, I mean, he'd really have to prove it to me. He, he's really gonna have to show me like he's that dude that he can carry that weight, that he's the next Ann Edwards. Like I'm but not so think sure. about that. Yeah. An- another perfect example. Just think about this though. Michael Jordan's draft. I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna even take it there. Michael Jordan's draft. Who who got drafted before him? Uh, it was Sam Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> and I forgot who went number two. All right, let me pull this up because I kind of forgot too. I think it was like a center, or whatever. It was two centers. Yeah. And Sam Bowie was the man. And people. The guy who was drafted before Jordan wasn't. No, no, he was not at all. But Sam Bowie was the man in college, and that was back when people played four years and he had all this information. But Michael Jordan, from what everybody reported at UNC, he was that dude, and he did win the NCAA championship. So, I mean, come on. All right. Then, um, oh, it actually was Sam Bowie. So, Sam Bowie and Akeem Olajuwon. Yes, Akeem Olajuwon was great. Sam Bowie was not all that. That's true. But, but Portland I'm pretty sure Houston would have rather have had Jordan. Because they had Clyde Drexler, I think. Imagine Michael Jordan in Houston. Imagine Michael Jordan in the, on the Blazers. I know. But they already, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they already had they already had Clyde Drexler. But just think about that. Just slide Clyde Drexler down, put Jordan right in there. Yeah, yeah, they could that's, make, that's, they that's, play that's together. That's the hype that I'm thinking about in my head. You gonna pass this guy up who can be one of the greatest of all time? Yeah, for a quarterback, you have Caleb Williams, who may be maybe a good quarterback. I'm putting the, the air quotes in there because that USC curse that everybody was talking about. I never believed it with Sam Darnold, but now I definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> that's his a curse. I'm gonna be honest. He's super talented. He was. He looked like a man amongst boys, and he he was just he had just had so much time at you. Talking about Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams, but Sam Sam Darnold looked amazing in that Rose Bowl too, and that has not worked out well. And I Sam really Darnold looked great in, in uh, what's the name on that um what's the name on, the, on his pro day when he yeah. was thrown in the rain and all that stuff. I was like, oh man, that dude is fucking awesome. We were I was Jessica. like, he, he would never come to the Jets. I was like, the called the Browns got it. I was like, uh-huh. I was like. I actually said it to myself. I was like, it's over. The Browns are going to get the best quarterback in the draft. This, this is over. Sam Donald throwing it in the rain. He's like the man and everything like that. And they took nope, Baker Mayfield. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I do say, I am throwing this out there. There's a prop. On it. I would bet this for the Super Bowl. This is my, my, my little throw out just for the hell of it. If you got some throwaway money for mm. next week, I call it throwaway money that you would never expect to actually see it ever again. Bet mm. for Sam Donald to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Yo, there is a crazy prop bet on that. And and we were talking about this, and a bunch of people have broken it down. Taylor Swift can make it there in time. Because uh-huh, see. she wouldn't believe points it out. She's going back in time. 
Yep. Technically, she's once she goes off across over that international date line, it will go from Sunday to Saturday. So she will land technically the day before at like. Yep. Hop back in time. She'll hop in the time machine right there. Yeah. So she will be able to make it. So if there's a prop bet on whether or not she's going to beat the Super Bowl, put your money down. That's 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 free money. I would also put an anytime touchdown bet on Debo Samuel because there's one thing I do know. If Zay Flowers can get behind that defense and get open, baby, they will have a problem covering Debo. He's going to be open. It's going to happen. I'm putting it on as well because he just showed up out of nowhere. Yes. I, I forgot he existed until he started scoring last week. I want to point this out. Everybody who's on that team that lost to them in 20, from the 2019 season, right? Ayuk wasn't on that team. He wasn't even drafted yet. He wasn't even in the league. He was still in college. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. He was a rookie in when the COVID thing happened. He's been he was a rookie in 2020. Debo Samuels was a rookie on that 2019 team. That was his first Mm -hmm. year in the league. So he's gonna get Debo scary. Yes. Trey a scary ass player. Yes. He can even play running back. Exactly. You just don't do it no more because you had Christian McCaffrey there. But they could actually think of something in the next two weeks. They had Chris McCaffrey also on that wide receiver, Debo or running back. And what Trent Williams and Trent Williams wasn't on that team neither. Mm-hmm. And Bosa was a rookie. And they didn't have Fred. And Fred Warner was in his second or third season. So all I'm saying is everybody who was defense made their secondary was better, but their front seven wasn't as good. And their front seven is better now. So that's actually kind of proven because this is the same defense that only just has the Seattle Seahawks had the same thing. That if you have that pass rush, that can make the quite the guys on the outside actually way better. And there's a, yes, and there's an excellent yes, that's exactly right. There's an excellent article in the Athletic about domes and playing Super Bowls in domes. There's been 20 Super Bowls played in domes, and it generally favors the team that is the favorite in that game has won 14 out of those 20 games. So the numbers and the analytics say to bet San Francisco for whatever that's worth. That's that's basically the conclusion that all the numbers and all the data of the other previous 56 Super Bowls have said. So, well, if you, if, especially those people who actually now hate the Kansas City Chiefs because they went from favorite guys to villains now all of a sudden. It's, you know, they you know what it is? It, they're, no, they're, they're being haters like me because Patrick Mahomes is a dope quarterback. He's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. I'm not going to sit here and hate. He definitely is. He knows it. We know it. And he works dumb hard at it. But I don't want to see them win. That don't mean I want to see you keep winning. Like, yeah, I'm being a hater because I don't care. My team's not in it and your team's not in it. But I would like to see uh, once the Kaepernick curse didn't kick in and Detroit didn't go to the Super Bowl, I was like, yeah, let's say I'm just going to get one. Who cares? I'm going to be honest. <laughs> it's just me being a hater because I was like, I thought the Kaepernick curse was going to keep them out. They were down 17. I was like, holy shit, my boy's team is going to go to the Super Bowl. And I was hyped. And I was like, go Malik. Like, this is going to be nice. And then they messed it up and lost. And, you know, I was already disappointed from earlier when Baltimore couldn't score no damn touchdowns and they kept fumbling. And I was like, oh, well, this is going to suck. So the Super Bowl, everybody wanted to see Detroit-Baltimore turned into San Francisco-Kansas City. And now the tickets is $9,000 if you want to go. Dang. Yeah. Ain't that crazy? Ain't no way. Yeah, because it shows me that I'll never get to the Super Bowl because I always wanted to save for that. But, you know, I, I can't pay no $9,000. The Jets, yeah, the Jets could be playing the Bears in the Super Bowl. I wouldn't pay $10,000. Do you understand me? Okay, I wouldn't pay ten thousand dollars to go see them play in Vegas. I think I'll just pay for tickets just to be outside. 
I won't pay for tickets. I mean, I'll be paying airline tickets. I could be outside wherever it's at. I might go. Well, <laughs> better hope it's not in Minnesota because they'd be playing oh, hell no. in the super cold. But yeah, they're lucky it's in Vegas. And I think it's going to be a huge party and it's going to be interesting. It is going to be interesting for everybody who's there for the media week leading up to it. So this Monday, Tuesday and everything like that, like the players are staying way off the strip because they don't want them anywhere near a casino, which I think is crazy that they're having a Super Bowl in Vegas, considering as of like five years ago, especially because we're a gambling podcast, they were so scared of gambling and anything having to do with gambling. And now they have a gambling policy for their players, which is wild to me. Yeah, of course they they don't mind having it in Vegas, whatever. They got all these bet, betting um apps or whatever yeah. like that supporting the NFL now. DraftKings, FanDuel, BetMGM, all of it. Bet ESPN. Like I didn't think there would come a day when ESPN would have a betting app with their name on it. Shoot, they, everybody's trying to make that money. So Man, I think we need to start getting a betting app. <laughs> hey, listen, everybody who's been following us our picks this year, we were all over fifty percent. Now I might have been fifty five, and you guys were fifty three, but. That's winning over the course of the season. We all That's have to change in a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> but just just to let everybody yeah. know, you know, if you guys decide to do a little um strategy of you know just going to the area of the Super Bowl and being outside after this year with the Las Vegas and New Orleans is going to be next year, followed Ooh. by San Francisco and Chargers. So you know those are warm places, so we'd be okay. All right. Well, I maybe let's like go to New Orleans. Actually, that'd be kind of dope. That's yeah, I actually be kind of cool right there. Hmm. Now I'm thinking about it. I could actually drive over there if I actually had a license. That's true. Well, you got to get one. That's not too far. Yeah, from That's, yeah it's not to, that far. I'm going to hop on a flight. I'm going to have to hop on a Southwest or something. February uh, 9th, 2025. For all you basketball fans out there, the Lakers are back. Okay? They beat Boston. Took them down without LeBron, without AD playing, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah, that was a great game tonight. Like, if you have TNT, if you were watching cable and you were watching basketball, the Lakers and the Celtics put on a show. Basketball. That actually building a team that, you know, that's not, that can go beyond LeBron and um, what's saying. Honestly, I think it helped both of them being out, but they were talking crazy. Like, if the Lakers, could the Lakers admit it's just not working and trade LeBron? And I was like, oh, Lord, please. This could be the only chance the Knicks ever have to get in. I would trade every first-round draft pick we got. All so of the Knicks got like a, a Rolodex of draft picks ready to go. <laughs> Apparently, they got like seven draft, seven first round picks in like the next like five years of drafts. And I'm like, give them all. I would trade every single draft. If you told me we got to give up all seven picks unprotected to get LeBron James just for next season and he can opt into his contract for the season after that, the Knicks are in the, the finals. LeBron James comes to the Knicks and the Knicks are in the finals because he's, he's better than Jalen Brunson. You're telling me him, Jalen Brunson, and the way they're playing now? Oh shit! Please, uh, I'll trade from Milwaukee too because, quite I might like I said before early in the podcast, I, I might not know basketball that much, but I do know one thing: the Knicks kind of get okay players with their first round picks, yeah. and when the Knicks don't have a first round pick, also all the greatest greatest players of all time show up. So <laughs> you might as well trade up and trade them off now. Speaking of which, what is going on with the Spurs? Homeboy is killing it, and they still losing. Hey, that, you, so he's only one player. He's only okay, one player. But... But that, that dude was nice. Why should you stop putting some players around him? All right, because he's starting to look uh, – Popovich is starting to look very Bill Belichickian. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's doing a lot hey, of losing. I, I, I actually – you know what? Now I'm actually thinking – I actually thought about this with, with, with Bill Belichick, and I think he's going to – unfortunately, he's going to happen to Pop too. He yeah. kind of outgrew – it's kind of outgrow – the times are kind of outgrowing him. I mean, he is 73. I don't know how much longer he wants to do this, but 
I think the thing it, is that if you don't change with the because you know so every quite I kind of make fun of it with the basketball because I barely watch it or whatever. Yeah. But every even football is the same thing. The the game changes after a while. Yes. Is that going to be the same? Just like I I don't I might notice all the traveling in, in basketball or whatever, yeah. but people just talk, call all these other type of steps and all these other things now <laughs> and let it get away with it. But well, they changed know, the rules. You know, traveling back in my days, the gather rule. So when when you were into basketball, they didn't give oh, them a gather <laughs> step. So when you dribble the ball, right, that first thing, that's a zero step. So if you're taking a step while you're dribbling, that does not count as a step. Once that ball hits your hand, it's one, two. So that's why basically majority of the league is dumb tall. So if you're six, six or tall, you got kind of long legs. You could take a dribble. You get one while you're dribbling. Once that ball hits your hand, you pick it up. You put two hands on it. Then it, then, then it counts. One, two, you're damn near at the rim. You could do that from the three-point line. You could dunk. And here's the crazy thing about this whole thing. I used to do all that stuff in high school, and I was like, travel, give me that ball back. You suck. <laughs> traveling, traveling, traveling. That's how I knew that. That's how I know all this traveling stuff. Because yeah, I, I, I used time. to put all I used to do all those things. I used to do the Europe step before the Europe step was even popular. I used to do all yeah. that. The zero balance, whatever the hell thing, upside down eat cake, whatever the hell it's called. <laughs> I used to do all that stuff. But I was getting called traveling all day and all day. <laughs> like, come on now. I was doing all that. I was like, oh, it's cool. Look at I just made a point. Nah, man, you travel. Give me that ball back. They were just hating, man. I'm going to be honest. Sometimes people just be trying to call calls just so they can win the game. It's not even about really playing real ball, especially when you're playing pickup like we were all the time. As much basketball as we play, like, legit. But he is good. But if he's so good, I, I thought back to when Shaq first came to the league, or even better, I'll keep it even closer, when LeBron came in the first league in 03. The team, yeah, got, better. The team got better by 23 games. Mm-hmm. San Antonio is on pace to win like 23 games. They won 23 games last year without him. So what was the point of getting him? That's all I'm saying. They got to get like better players. These are going to draft better players and better players are going to come in. Cleveland was almost the same thing when LeBron first came in. You yes. look at him like whatever. They sucked their, their first year, whatever. They they wasn't even past. They was doing the same exact thing they're doing with what's the name Bianni yeah. right now with LeBron. They wasn't passing the ball. They wasn't working within the system to quite elevate their game around him it's the same yeah. exact thing but if the lakers do trade him oh dear lord please trade him to the knicks because that would set the world on fire yeah, Stephen yeah, a. Smith i wanted to access to y'all yeah. come in the first take he's losing his mind go ahead no i just i was just gonna say speaking of the knicks um i didn't want to say i wanted to say this in the chat i was thinking about it whatever since i don't watch basketball y'all guys do i think that what the knicks won like 50 games in a row suddenly oh the knicks is the best team in the nba right now real talk they have the longest win streak like yeah Legit, like they've won nine games straight. Nine straight. The Celtics lost. Milwaukee lost the other day to Portland in Portland when Dane went back, which was a big game. Like the Knicks are the hottest team in the NBA. Are they the best? Not on paper, but on the floor. Their defensive improvement is the best by any team. I heard the statistics today. The statistic that they have held teams, it's a 25 point improvement since OG and Anubi came onto the team. That's crazy. Meaning, all, they, all they had to do was just trade two players away and get two new players. Well, they didn't play any defense. I'm sorry. The, the defense that they were playing was not very good. I Quickly, IQ, right? IQ is not a very – he doesn't play smart basketball. He doesn't have a high basketball IQ in terms of how he plays. He plays a very attacking style, right? But yeah. unfortunately, he's only six foot two. Now he's a good scorer, but he's not a great defender. RJ is mid at both. He's mid, he's he's above average at both. Yeah. Kanubi is 
an excellent defender and a slightly above average score. So he's a better version of he's a better version of them and they're making up with it because they got two big men and that's what they needed because they had enough guards. Um question Ace, those yes. two guys that we traded away quickly in um RJ. Yeah. Um my, my little I have a little fuzzy a fuzzy um memory on this. Wasn't yes. they first round picks for the Knicks? Quickly was yeah, yeah. RJ was the third overall pick in the NBA draft, which is the same place that Michael Jordan was drafted. I like to point that out mm-hmm. to people. And also keep it more keep even closer. He was drafted in the same spot that um homeboy up in Jason Tatum up in Boston was drafted. He was the third overall pick. So if you're the third overall pick, you are expected to be a franchise player. RJ was not so, a franchise player, which is why he got traded. But it goes back to my point before that the Knicks had like a, a quite a uh, Rolodex of quite picks, yes. you know, that's thicker, thicker than the um, what's the name, the Oxford Dictionary, the Bible, and all that combined. <laughs> they got all those damn draft picks. But every time they draft, you know, they draft quite whack ass players. Might as well just get rid of them because when the Knicks don't have draft picks, that's when you see all the joints, LeBrons, and everything else just come out of nowhere. And that same third overall pick or first overall pick mm. for some strange reason, those guys come there, but. When the Knicks have all those picks, nah, nah, it doesn't happen. We get those guys, we get him, we get um, busted kneecaps that you know got traded around a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> we get all these whack yeah. players. He had a terrible game tonight against Christian Wood, who made him look like, <laughs> why did they trade for this guy? And it was crazy because every other game I've seen from the Seas this year, he has been amazing and he's been a huge difference maker because he's seven foot three or four or something and he can actually shoot the three. Right. He had a terrible shooting night. He was so so off defensively. Like the Lakers just out hustled them and out muscled them. And Tatum was just off enough. And Jalen Brown went three for sixteen or something. He had like eight points. It was it was just they just had a terrible game and the Lakers just came up and beat them without AB and Brown. It was like they're not trading Brown, so that's kind of dead. But like I was just shocked. Like the Knicks could. The Knicks are playing well enough as a team and coaching-wise that if they don't burn out and Randall comes back, yes, it's, it's not impossible that they could be in the finals. Is it likely? No. Is it a 5% chance or a not 10% nothing, chance? Whatever. Yeah. Not for nothing, but um, the Knicks guy actually definitely got a, a couple of years ago when they got – what's the name? Because mm-hmm. they needed a, a point guard. Mm-hmm. They, they did pull off the greatest trade of all, of, quite, of the Knicks history for the last couple of years. That was a free agent that was a straight up free agency. Oh, free agency. Oh, I thought it was a trade. Whoop, free no. agency. They actually let him go with free agency. Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks could have kept him and they said we don't want to pay him 25 million a year. And the crazy part is all of these rookie extensions, like Tyrese Halliburton and everybody else, yeah. their rookie extension is going to pay them 30 million a year. Wow. So those teams are going to be capped out. So underneath new rules with the hard salary cap coming in with this whole, I don't know if you heard it, them talking about the apron and the second apron and the whatever. There's no more luxury tax. They got rid of that shit. They were like, listen, we don't wow. want anyone to ever be what the um, what the Golden State Warriors did. Because the reason why they could keep playing Steph and Dre is because Steph yeah. got hurt. So Steph didn't get the max. Dre got the Dre was the second round pick, so he didn't get the max. And Clay was the only one that got the max off their rookie deal. So they could afford to have three star players on one team. And they're like, we're never going to let that happen again. So, <laughs> Jalen Brown has a max contract and is going to be making sixty million dollars, I think, next season. Yeah, sixty million. You heard me say that correctly. They wow. Stuck. The Celtics. This is the Celtics team. This is it. So it's got to work. The Knicks have all the salary cap space and like seven draft picks. So you're going to see another superstar from another team end up there. Possibly team. Every trade that happens at the end of the NBA season or the end the deadline. 
is all about right. salary. It's going to be like the NFL. They're That's true. Dudes I, for salary. I, I definitely remember that. I remember a lot of things about the NBA, but I definitely remember that. That around this time of year, the time of year when the trade deadlines is up, yeah. that's what they try to do. They try to get rid of the old, the um, the highest paid guys off its team. Whoever's whoever's making twenty million plus or thirty million plus, who's right. not playing so well, do not expect to be on that team come February fifteenth, uh, whatever February eleventh or twelfth, whatever the deadline is. You will not be there in fourteen more days. Do not pack your bags. Call your mm-hmm. landlord. You talked about this earlier with the NFL about how players will feel, you know, about moving from one team to the other. Just think about you in the NBA. You know they're gonna want to just look at your salary in the beginning of the season that you might be a trade um target to get off. Victor Oladipo, I know you know that name. He's been on five teams, I think, in the past three seasons. Five, five. That's insane. I don't think that happens in the NFL. Even the guys that are like on the practice squad. To me, to answer your question, what I'll do, I know these mm. players are not doing this thing, but I know if I was, you know, six foot six or whatever, and, you know, tall and rich and all that stuff like that, like these NFL, NBA guys, yes. I'll have myself or my family, whatever, in whatever area I want to be in mm. to live there, no matter what, if it's in the, the city I'm playing in or not, I have my family there or my personal place there, and that'll be it. So it wouldn't matter if I could trade it to another team or not. If anything, I'll just be in a hotel, whatever. When I'm when I'm there, when I'm playing, I think that's what the, what the majority of them do. They they be living that hotel life. That'd be that's the best thing to do because the thing is that you know you have your family, you have your, you know your kids, especially yeah. if you're quite a family person. You have your family, your kids, or whatever in schools and stuff like that. And you get traded in the middle of the season. Then after that season, you have to uproot your whole family to go to this no, this other place over here mm-hmm. and you know get into that community. Come on now, that's a waste of time right there. That's the that that's one of the toughest things, and that's why a lot of older players don't like moving around a lot, you know. But well, I think they, do, I think they do do that. I think the only reason these players do that is because they also have, they own they own what's the name the charities and stuff like that they don't have in these communities. Oh yeah, of course, because they're all giving back and they're all doing a lot of charity work and they're all like they legitimately are like a lot of them are doing stuff that we don't see that the teams are organized that NBA Cares program, and right? And even the, the wives and stuff like that. In that. Huh. You even see like their wives and stuff like that are in those cha- type of charities. Run it, they'll run the charities yeah. when they're not around or whatever. So I'm, I can see, understand why they will have their their families and like say if I'm if I'm a guy signed by Minnesota, I'm the Timberwolves or the Vikings. I'll, I have my whole family in there, even though I hate hate the cold. I can see them doing that. That's the reason why. But for me, if I'm in Minnesota, I'm have my 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 kids, family living whatever wherever I'm at. If it's San Antonio, if it's Miami, whatever I'm, they want to go, this is where we're going to be at, and that's it. Really, it right there. I, I only play here. Hey, man, like, real talk, if you're not the superstar, if you're not the face of the franchise, I think that's right. how it kind of goes. On, on that note, I have uh, one more prop bet that I want to get to that uh, for, the, for the NFL Offensive Player of the Year. Tyreek Hill is the favorite, right? He's going off. I got him at plus 180 to win that award. Um, it is very possible he does not win that award. Of the other finalists, if you take the rest of the field and to beat him, which is possible because Christian McCaffrey isn't nominated in that in that award. I think it's real possible that he could lose. And the comeback player of the year, I think it's just free money. Just bet on DeMar Hamlin. Ain't no way they're going to give it to anybody else. The fact that you can yeah, still put a prop bet on that is insane. If like He's the only person whose heart stopped beating. And also, John Meachie should be nominated for that because he beat cancer. I forgot that's why I wasn't paying attention because they haven't covered that story a lot nationally. But I did look up some news in Houston because that's who he's playing with is the Texans. My man had cancer, came back after missing his rookie season and played this season. 
significant time too. Didn't have a great season, but like he came back from cancer. So shout out to him. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked that he's not nominated, but that's a whole other issue with the NFL and the awards. Um, <laughs> and you got any shout outs this week? Um, the only shout I want to give is a shout out to that um Kansas City um fan or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was a hoax or not, but I saw the, uh, a glimpse of it that he buried a uh, San Francisco, uh, what's the name, a uh, Kansas City jersey, whatever. What the, the Raiders was building a stadium, and he said that this is our house. From the Raiders. <laughs> Yeah, when the Raiders was building their own um, in Vegas, Vegas Stadium, that he buried his own jersey <laughs> there. <laughs> wow! And, and it's supposed to be there today. Basically, said this is our house. We're coming back, you know, to Super Bowl for here. I don't mm-hmm. know if it was a hoax or not, but you know, shout out to this dude. Whatever, even if he pulled it up as a hoax, that's the only real shout out I'm going to do this week. Okay. Since, since we're keeping it short. All right. Um, I got one shout out to uh, the next the next GM. That was apparently that. That's all we needed to do was make that trade, man. Giving up quickly, oh, man, like that was golden, man. giving up quickly and giving up RJ. I did not think it was going to work so well, but apparently that's all the Knicks needed to do. I'd like to thank the Toronto Raptors for finally deciding we got to blow this up because it ain't working. Um, they got lost Fred VanVleet. They got rid of they got rid of everybody on that team who won that 2019 championship, that one and done year. It was worth it. You traded your whole, you know, you you went all in and won a championship. So shout out to them and uh, shout out to my bears. Hope y'all make the right decision. Come April, I'm going to be upset about it. And shout out to my fake team, my fake new real team, the uh, (laughs) Baltimore Ravens. It was a good season. It was fun watching y'all play. It was fun watching y'all win all of that. And I'm not worried about Lamar because Lamar going to be paid. He just seems upset at himself. So take it easy on yourself, brother. You're the reason why they got there. Keep it a hundred. You played amazing this year. You're going to get your second MVP award. It is what it is. You don't always win. You know what I mean? Next time, you'll figure it out. You don't like playing Patrick Mahomes, and eventually he'll beat him. And hopefully he beats him in Kansas City. So we will see. Oh, I got one more shout-out. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I'm just going to say shout-out to Sam Donald. He's the only quarterback that actually made it in the draft class to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Even though he's the backup. Yes, I'm still going to throw that in here. He's the only one in that draft class that actually made it to the Super Bowl. First one. Maybe Lamar might make it next year, but Sam Donald will make it now. And I'm still going to go back to the same. If there's a prop bet out there, Sam Donald will throw a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Shout out to him. Oh, and shout out to Brock Purdy for being the first Mr. Irrelevant to lead his team to a Super Bowl as a quarterback. Seventh round draft pick is a very inspiring story. And I think people will finally get on that bandwagon to, to talk about that as opposed to the rest of the San Francisco 49ers. I hope Trent Williams was another first overall pick to get to Super Bowl ring after he was able to get out of that horrible organization that was formerly known as the Redskins. Who, uh, <laughs> yeah, did wrong by him. It is so. treating like crap over there. Shout out to him. I hope he wins. Maybe I'll make enough money to rent one of them private jets you got one day. We out. Peace. <laughs>